Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel according to Matthew Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen to you, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Family prayer is very pleasing to our Lord. Jesus frequently teaches us that salvation and the consequent union with God is, ultimately, a personal thing. Nobody can take our place in this personal dealing with God. But He also desires that we support each other and that we help each other on our way towards our final goal. This union, so pleasing to the Lord, should be shown especially amongst those who have spiritual bonds with one another or are of the same family. This union, one that demands our living so many virtues, is so much desired by the Lord that He has promised as a special gift to give us more easily what He asks for with the unity of intention. Thus we read in the Gospel of the Mass, I say to you further, that if two of you shall agree on earth about anything at all for which they ask, it shall be done for them by the Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together by, for my sake, there am I in the midst of them. Prayer in common has been practiced in the church from time immemorial. It is not opposed to, nor can it be substituted for, by private prayer, which unites the Christian in an intimate way to Christ. Family prayer is in a special way very pleasing to our Lord. It is one of the treasures we have received from previous generations 
so that we can get abundant fruit from it and pass it on to generations to come. They have excellent means in the few, short, daily religious practices that have always been lived in Christian families, and which I think are marvelous. The grace of meals, morning and night prayers, the family rosary. Customs vary from place to place, but I think one should always encourage some acts of piety in which the family can join together in a simple and natural fashion. This is the way to ensure that God is not regarded as a stranger whom we go to visit in church once a week on Sunday. He will be seen and treated as he really is, not only in church but also at home, because our Lord has told us that where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. This prayer, John Paul II teaches, commenting on this passage of the Gospel, has for its own object family life itself. Joys and sorrows, hopes and disappointments, births and birthday celebrations, wedding anniversaries of parents, departures, separations, and homecomings, important and far-reaching decisions, the death of those who are dear to us, etc. All of these mark occasions for God's loving intervention in the family's history. They should be seen as suitable moments for thanksgiving, for petition, for trusting abandonment of the family into the hands of their common Father in heaven. The dignity and responsibility of the Christian family as the domestic church can be achieved only with God's unceasing aid which will surely be granted it if it is humbly and trustingly petitioned for in prayer. Family prayer communicates a special fortitude to the whole family. The first and principal help we give to parents, to children, to brothers and sisters is to pray with them and for them. Prayer fosters the supernatural vision that makes it possible for us to understand what is happening around us and in the family and teaches us to see that nothing is foreign to the plans of God. He always shows himself to us as a father and tells us that the family is more than his, than ours. Prayer also enlightens us in those events that without our being close to him would be incomprehensible. The death of a loved one, the birth of a handicapped child, sickness, economic difficulties. With our Lord, we love His holy will, and families instead of disintegrating are united more strongly amongst themselves and with God. Acts of Piety in the Home But if anyone does not take care of his own, and especially of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an an, an unbeliever. St. Paul wrote to Timothy, reminding us of the obligation we all have concerning those the Lord has placed under our care. One of the principal obligations that parents have with children to their children 
as also at times do older brothers and sisters with younger brothers and sisters is that of teaching them how to deal with God. This task is so important that it can be considered essential. As the years go by, these first seeds sown continue to bear fruit, perhaps even until the moment of death. For many, this has been the spiritual help that has meant most to them. Experience shows in all Christian environments what good effects come from this natural and supernatural introduction to the life of piety given in the loving atmosphere of the home. Children learn to place God first and foremost in their affections. They learn to see God as their father and mother, the father and Mary as their mother, and learn to pray by following their parents' example. In this way, one can easily see what a wonderful apostolate parents are called to, and how it is their duty to live a fully Christian life of prayer, so that they can communicate their love of God to their children. This is something more than merely teaching them. The Christian family has always known how to pass on from parents to children simple and brief prayers, easy to understand, that makes up the seeds of piety. Aspirations to Jesus, to our Mother Mary, to St. Joseph, to the guardian angels, perennial prayers repeated thousands of times in each generation. Children quickly learn for themselves these teachings and prayers that are so obviously a part of their parents' lives. When they are a little older, they will have assimilated and incorporated into their lives the meaning of saying grace before and after meals, of offering to Our Lady something that is somehow difficult, greeting with a kiss or with a glance the pictures of Our Mother, remembering one's guardian angel on entering or leaving the house. How many young people, now men and women, warmly remember the simple and exact explanation that their mother or an older brother or sister gave them of the real presence of Christ in the tabernacle, or the first time they saw their mother ask for some urgent necessity, or their father make a truly reverent genuflection. To pray as a member of a family in which Christ is present should be something natural, because he is one more in the home and one who should be loved above all things. Precisely when the atmosphere is less favorable for prayer and piety, do we have to converse as an inestimable treasure those practices of piety that strengthen this human love and bring us closer to our Father God. family that prays together stays together the rosary if we love one another god abides in us sings the liturgy of monday thursday when christians meet to pray there amongst us one finds christ who happily listens to this prayer founded in unity this is what the apostles did too all these with one mind continued steadfastly in prayer with the women and Mary, 
the mother of Jesus. This was Christ's new family. The family prayer par excellence is the Holy Rosary. The Christian family, teaches Pope John Paul II, finds and consolidates its identity in prayer. Make the daily effort to find the time to pray together, to talk with our Lord and listen to His voice. How wonderful it is when the family prays in the evening, even though it be only a part of the rosary. The family that prays together stays together. A family that prays is a family that is saved. Act in such a way that our homes may be places of Christian faith and virtue through your praying together. When beginning to say the rosary in the home, perhaps the parents will start out alone, but afterwards one of the children will join them, and the grandmother. At times it can be prayed during a journey in the car, or even better, at a time previously agreed, perhaps in some countries it might be suitable before dinner or right after it. The rosary and the angelus the Pope taught on another occasion should be for every Christian and even more so for Christian families, a spiritual oasis during the day from which to get courage and confidence. How I wish that the beautiful custom of praying the family rosary would begin again. The Church has wanted to give many graces and indulgences when the family rosary is prayed. Let us do what is necessary to encourage this prayer which is so pleasing to our Lord and to His Holy Mother, and that is considered as a great public and universal prayer in the face of the ordinary and extraordinary needs of the Church, of nations, and of the entire world. This is a good support upon which family unity can be based and the best help for it to face up to its needs. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for all thy benefits. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.